Uh, and as you mentioned, for the instructor, you know, cueing becomes a simple streamlined thing so that you can focus on more meaningful cues rather than simply the logistical how-to type cues. Right. Yeah, I have a prohibition against math in my class. <laughs> Just say no. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I've uh, described our guest today. Oh, by the way, I'm John McGowan and John at IndoorCycleInstructor.com if you have something cool to say. I uh, have described her as the smartest woman in fitness in the past. And the Mrs. McGowan, Amy, said, John, that's kind of like putting an asterisk next to it. So I'm going to change how I say this. and I'm just going to describe her as the smartest person in fitness, Cameron Chinati with Stages Indoor Cycling. Cameron, how are you? Oh, heavens. I'm good, John. How are you? <laughs> oh, I so enjoyed talking with Leave you. How have you been? I, I, it was so fun to see you at URSA. I know. We got a chance to spend time together as real humans interacting in real life. It was great. It was, yeah. And I and I need to make sure to thank you for bringing Amy and I out there to be part of your launch of the Stages SC3, which I was quite impressed with. Well, thank you. And you know, it only made sense to invite you, you guys, just because, well, we've kept you in the dark for a while about our <laughs> secret plans and uh, of anyone that it was it was a challenge to to, to keep from, uh, it was you. So, uh, Oh, exactly. Well, and I, and I, com- <laughs> yeah, and I comment because, you know, Dennis Mellon and I talk probably weekly. Yes. And it must have been killing him not to tell me. Yes, I, I think it was. <laughs> Because it was a total surprise. I got there, just to tell everybody, I, I got there the day you were setting up, and there was nothing there other than your booth, but there was a little picture. And I thought, crap, you guys have your own bike now. Yep. Surprise. Uh, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Because I had formulated all sorts of other ideas which you had planned, and uh, none of those were accurate. So uh, congratulations. And just you know, as I'm working the trade show from all the different manufacturers, uh, you guys uh, seem to be the hit of the indoor cycling division at URSA this year because your booth was full constantly. I think everyone says, oh, we had a great show. And, you know, by all accounts, URSA is, it's always great. And everyone gets a chance to meet with their customers and meet with their contacts. And so it's always a good time. But you know um, that something special is going on when the first time you look at your watch, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you're wondering why you're hungry and need to go to the bathroom. Right. Cause you haven't. <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was literally that, that level of busy, um, as you know, uh, the entire time. And, um, I'm, I'm still hearing the sounds of cowbells ringing in my ears. Yes. Oh yeah. For, if you weren't there, they had the 60 second challenge that, uh, was quite impressive actually where everybody took their turn at maximum wattage over one minute but the point being that everybody was ringing those cowbells constantly yes. when those were going on but uh, but tell everybody that weren't there uh, your impression of uh, that young lad yes yes yeah, so there just about there was like smoke coming off I the flywheel. know it it just was really um you know fortuitous I guess that he just happened to be at the show so that this um 
this 17-year-old USA track nationals cyclist. So this would be like, you know, Olympic hopeful. He was at the show and um, happened to have some connection with some people on our our team on the stages cycling. Um, this would be the outdoor side of our company. Um, Benjamin Sharp, I had worked with him in the past. Benjamin is our power education specialist um, with the outdoor brand. So they knew when they saw him, oh, well, we got to get this kid to do the 60-second power challenge because his specialty is uh, in track cycling and, you know, the short sprint effort. That's that's what he does. So this kid is wearing Converse sneakers and, you know, some cargo shorts. And it, it literally was, you know, flames and sparks could have been shooting off the bike um, had it not been a well-constructed piece of machinery. But <laughs> well, of course, he, yes. uh, he put up, I mean, you know, of course we you know, want to keep in mind that watts per pound is, um, for, for us, watts per kilogram, um, if you follow the standard. Uh, but that's, that's what we were looking for. And this kid put up all told, I believe, I'm not looking at the numbers right now, but I believe it was 1,153 watts average for 60 seconds. Average. And like close to seven watts per it pound. It was close to seven watts per pound. Right. And it just, I mean, it shows you that the specificity of training it's so true, even even for cycling. I mean, if, if your um, event is uh, an endurance event, then you train like you're training for an endurance event. And this kid trains for 15-second races, 30-second races. That's what he does. And so the 60-second effort was long to him by, by his standards. So it just was a feat of, you know, pure athletic it was like ability. cycling brutality. It was. It was so cool, though. And, you know, the I happened to be, I was speaking with a customer um, behind him while he was getting set up on the bike and just happened to pull my phone out and catch the video of this right when he started. And golly, at last count, I think we have, you know, 80,000 people have viewed that video. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's neat to see humans at their, you know, greatest potential. Right. And, but, you know, but I would like to, if you're okay with it, you know, it caused a problem for you. Yep, it did. And, you know, this is lesson learned is that it's important to have terms and conditions um, set out before you do an event. Oh, who would have predicted yeah. Superman showing exactly. up? Exactly. Superman did show up. And, you know, there was a little bit of miscommunication um, on, you know, numerous parties that, oh, he's, you know, he's pro, he can't accept gifts. Um, he's an amateur. He can't re- accept gifts, right? Can't accept, yeah, prize winnings, if you will. And uh, it turned out that uh, it turned out that wasn't the case, and there was a little discrepancy about who actually won, and blah blah blah. But long story short, um, we just decided, you know, what he did was so amazing. Um, it was very inspiring, and it was cool to watch. So, you know, let's give him and Josh, who was who was our winner uh, by normal person standards. Uh, and, and his and his winning was like half of this other guy's, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was just over three watts per pound, I think. Yes. I remember right. right. But, but, you know, not training as an Olympic cyclist, mind you. So mm-hmm. um, right. it was all, you know, everyone was so impressive. In the, in the top 10, for that matter, um, I, I thought it was really impressive just to see what everyone put out um, 
given that they've all been standing around on trade show legs, you know, for, for two days and most people didn't really warm up sufficiently either. So it was, it was cool to see, but nonetheless, you know, it was one of those things where we said, you know, the cost of doing things the right way is totally worth it. And the right way in our, you know, following our company ethos was to make them both, both winners. And so that's what we did. And they both get to take home bikes at, as does Kat, who is our female winner. Right. Karen Kassler's instructor. That's right. Karen Kassler's instructor <laughs> who also happens to teach. Um, she teaches rhythm classes only, which. Uh, and she's not a cyclist. Not a cyclist. Well, she is now because she's getting a new bike. So Yes, she is. <laughs> uh, it's That was cool. And to see her excitement um, was totally infectious and uh, just everyone's excitement, people getting really psyched to do a 60 second power challenge and coming back. We had a few people do it three or four times, which is just craziness, but, but really cool to see nonetheless. No. So if you're listening to this thinking, okay, well, maybe I should go and try and see how I would come out. If you can get anywhere near three Watts per pound, you know, average over one minute, uh, you would have been on the leaderboard mm -hmm. anywhere near it. Yep. That's true. But it was fun and, and using, you know, Performance IQ um, custom made that for us. And we're going to be doing some more work like that uh, with them in the future and things that help to, you know, take your investment in, in the bike and, and really put it to its best use. I mean, that's the beauty of having power that is direct measurement and uh, accurate and consistent is you can play with the group display technology and really do a lot of very fun things, whether competitive or, or team oriented. And this would be a perfect example of that. You know, afterwards I was thinking, you know, if I had a studio that had performance IQ, I would want this 60 second challenge software yeah, so that I could run like an open house or something, you know, make a special event out of it. Yeah. And, and think make, about something like, you know, an all time leaderboard where you can see, you know, who you're just like a pinball machine at the arcade, you know, who's the all time high scorer, you know, think along those lines. So we've got lots of good stuff that, um, you know, is, being worked on and completed as we speak. So hopefully we'll be able to do another podcast on uh, those developments here. In the awesome. All right. Within the development world, you know, they talk about some things as being evolutionary, others being more revolutionary. And uh, to put something in the revolutionary category is the single-sided swing arm power meter that um, you're using on your indoor cycle, but it's really taken the outdoor world by storm. It is really crazy. And I mean, it's funny because now as an organization, you know, our, what the, we would have called it the outdoor people. So, you know, the folks. In the hey, you know what? Forgive me for interrupting yeah. you. You know, you're the first company in this industry that's really connected to, to indoor and outdoor. Yeah, I would say uh, from a manufacturer's standpoint, sure. definitely. So, yeah. I mean, it's, we are at present the number one manufacturer of power meters in the world. <laughs> and you've been doing it for about a year and a half? I, yeah, I think it's two and a half years or so. <laughs> and it's and it's crazy so. because our, you know, we were this outdoor division and indoor division, and we kind of realized that that didn't make a whole lot of sense. So now we're all working on everything together. And it's bringing about a lot of new ideas. It's generating new conversations. We have new voices that are, you know, piping in about different things. And it's it's actually, it's just fantastic. And I think, you know, whether you're an outdoor cyclist or not, it 
speaks volumes when you see that the company that um, has manufactured your indoor cycling bike, that that's all that they do. We don't make anything else. You know, we don't make strength equipment. We don't, um, you know, do other cardiovascular things, at least not right now. Uh, We're a cycling company. And I think that it just speaks volumes that as a cycling company, we provide power meters to the the best, some of the best cyclists in the world. Uh, Team Sky rides on our power meters and they are renewing their contract again. So, you know, if it's good enough for Tour de France champions, then it's probably going to be good enough for your studio or your facility. Um, we, or, we or think you're, so. You're out or me outside. Yeah, outside. I mean, right. it's, it is literally the same technology on the outdoor power meter as it is on our SC series. Um, the only difference is the battery type and, you know, you're not riding on a steel crank arm outside. So Correct. Yeah, with an indoor world, mm-hmm. weight has no relevance. Weight Actually, it goes matter. the other way. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's my contention that the bigger, heavier indoor cycles, the more substantial feeling. Sturdy. Um, sturdy. Yep. Good. There's the word. <laughs> that That's a benefit, especially if you're teaching a more unconventional class, you know, with a little rhythm or movement in it. Um, you know, having everything. That was that was the thing that struck me instantly at SoulCycle, you know, how just the tank-like their bikes are. Well, you're, if you're going to do that stuff on a bike, you better hope that bike doesn't tip over. So Correct. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Now, okay, so where I was going with that evolutionary, revolutionary is the power meter was revolutionary. Your indoor cycle, I would consider is more evolutionary. You've taken what you've seen within the industry, the people that were designing it, you know, have been involved in uh, projects from other manufacturers. And so you have this, this, everybody's kind of leapfrogging in terms of quality and mm-hmm. innovation, that type of thing. Yes, totally but agree the, with that. But the thing that struck me, it was a simple little thing, um, but as what I would call as more revolutionary, especially as an instructor, was this sprint shift. Yeah, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with that. And I think, um, you know, the evolution of indoor cycling bikes, as you mentioned, it is a a leapfrogging event where one company sees innovation from another company and they improve upon that. And, you know, that's the beauty of, um, you know, product development. Yeah, free market capital. Exactly. He's trying to improve on the next guy. America, yes. Absolutely. But when it comes to, you know, things that are truly innovative. I think, you know, leave it to Eric Golesh, who's our lead product designer to come up with something unique that serves a need, uh, a customer need, you know, uh, and, and that need or that uh, request has often been that people, you know, really like the idea of a gear or a shifting mechanism. Um, but with that idea also comes some drawbacks. And, you know, one of those is often, consistency uh, from bike to bike and consistency of feel and um, just also having that gearing mechanism work in a commercial environment and and last and so sprint shift does all of that but it also it just opens up a lot of possibilities for the instructor um, and instill in a very personalized environment where you're able to self-select what works for you with only three gear, if you want to call it gears, but three shifting positions. Well, let me, because those people, that it's, it's a visual thing. This is a audio podcast. Uh, let me describe, if I may. Of course. Typical, I don't care if you're training with power, you're training with heart rate, and you're going to try to repeat an interval 
this morning I taught, same thing. You end up having to give people extra time. Okay, let's get this dialed up. Try to find it. If you've got a power meter there, turn it up, turn it down, da 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 And it, it, it wastes time. And the sprint shift, you can go to that last point that quick. Mm-hmm. You just flip the lever back to where you want to be and you are there. And if you match the cadence, you have the perfectly repeatable interval gear resistance. And uh, I thought that was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, the 60-second the power challenge is a perfect example of, of how having that feature is so, uh, so nice, so unique. Um, so that time that you were speaking of where you're dialing, 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 adding resistance, um, you know, it would make more sense for you to just hit the ground running. So I think you described it in one of your post-URSA posts. And you described it perfectly well. Is that? Well, I talked. Well, we were doing it in the that we did that, uh, which I thought was a lot of fun. <laughs> that 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 uh, relay race. Yeah. You know, where we each had to do two tenths. Mm-hmm. Well, I got mine all dialed up in the low position. There's three positions: low, medium, and high. I guess you would call it. But in the low position, in the high position, I got it dialed up. So, and I knew. So I was at the right resistance. Everything was perfect. I knew I could do that for was about 25 seconds. Then I turned it down. You just flip the lever down, and you just set there and got warm until it was your turn yep and you flick it and go and throw the switch zero wasted off. time yeah it's and and as you said it it all depends too on what your cadence is there so i know this is probably difficult to picture for the listeners at home but we'll post a video of this um sh- soon i'm sure um from our end on on stages but you know being that it is a magnetic um, magnetic resistance that comes from the eddy current that is surrounding your flywheel, um, that is dependent upon how fast your legs are going around in a circle too. So it's not just the resistance. It's not just where that resistance dial or the sprint shift is set, but it's also how fast your legs are pedaling. So, you know, you set that, uh, sprint shift in the third or the highest position, uh, at 80 RPMs is going to be a totally different experience than it would be if you were holding it at 95 or hundred RPMs. So, um, it's, it's, you know, exponential in nature and you'll find that the faster your legs are moving, um, with that sprint shift engaged, the more you're going to feel, wow, that, there's a an effect that takes place there, and I don't know how much you got to experiment with it, but um, it really will do a phenomenal job, in my opinion, of teaching instructors and um, participants, for that matter, uh, how how there are so many different ways to generate power. It's it's a combination, and we you know talk about the force and the velocity piece all the time, but you can now see that you've got choices to get to the same answer. And that answer being the power number, the watts that you see on the screen. So this just gives you more ways to figure out what works for you, uh, what doesn't work for you, and areas where you need work, where you um, could improve upon. So I think it's going to be a really fun tool for instructors and and for anybody that does high-intensity intervals. Or below at and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, there's right. just... Dennis, Dennis, forgive me, but Dennis came, when he saw me and the bikes were finally there, and <laughs> he comes running over and he says, wouldn't this just be awesome? You set the low level for below, medium at threshold, then the other one's at high, and, and it, it just becomes so easy to cue it. Yeah. And, and again, repeat it, and there's no wasted time. It, it was just really... More cool. brain power. I mean, when you think about when you're in the throes of doing a threshold assessment, the last thing you want to do is calculations in your head or thinking about how much you need to, you know, add or take off. You just want to do the effort. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, for the instructor, you know, cueing becomes a simple streamlined thing so that you can focus on more meaningful cues rather than simply the logistical how-to type cues. Right. Yeah, I have a prohibition against math in my classes. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> <laughs> no math. No math. It's just below, at, or above. Mm-hmm. Pe- people tell me over and over again, oh, I just so much appreciate that, John, because it would drive me crazy when somebody said I need to be at 65% of something. Well, yeah, no, that, that doesn't damn work. calculator. It doesn't work when you're in the moment. I mean, if you have an app that will tell you that you're in the right place, then that's fine. Um, or you're using something like, um, trainer road that gives you target power based on percentages. Awesome. As long as you don't have to think about it, that's uh, that's a good thing. We do know we have a lot of things that we can't talk about because they're not quite ready. Not right? yet. I want to make sure that we, um, you know, under promise and over deliver to the uh, listeners of the ICI podcast. So there is certainly a lot more to come uh, regarding what we're doing with stages Cycling University, uh, which is our education program, education platform. And uh, really excited to share that stuff with all of your listeners. Um, and hopefully we'll get to see people at a, at a training soon. Explain that. You know, typically education's tied to uh, indoor cycle purchase. How, how are you guys working that? Ooh, can I tell you? Or is that so, one of those things we're not supposed to talk about? <laughs> let's save it because it will be so much more impactful if I tell you all at one time. Okay. How is it being a mom with Corbin? Mr. Corbin is fantastic. and How old is he now? He's 13 months. Oh, wow. That's when they're starting to get fun. Yeah. he's. I mean, I think he's been fun all along, but now it's fun crazy and, and like... Um, no, to any is he of, walking? He's close. He's cruising, cruising on furniture. Oh, yes. Sliding, just going, just moving around. Okay. Sliding awesome. downstairs. And now I've realized um, that we're to the point where I probably can't travel with him solo anymore. So the, the kid's been on, I think, 28 flights thus far. <laughs> his first year. Yeah, in his first year. But, you know, it was easy before I just strap him on my person with a, you know, baby carrier. And away we go, and I can drag the stroller in one hand and the suitcase in the other, and I'm a one-woman show. But we're to the point now where he just wants to pull the hair of the person sitting next to us. So (laughs) I need reinforcements. And so he actually will be coming, um, as will my better half. Uh, They will be coming to FIBO in Germany uh, in less than two weeks. So he will get to go to his first trade show. Wow. You know, I think I was like 20 six before I left the country. So yeah, I don't know that he'll remember well. it, but we'll, we're trying to train him young. Exactly. He's going to have to get a new passport by the time he's a teenager. Yeah. It's those passports uh, last a while. It's not going to really look the same in six years, but that one's good for six years. Well, it was so fun catching up with you, Cameron. Thank you. Thanks, John. It's always a pleasure. Other than FIBO in Germany, uh, are you scheduled to be anywhere in the near future? I'm sure you are, but where? Yes, where are you uh, at the moment, most of the uh, things that I am attending are all related to individual customer um, customer travel. Uh, but there will be some more uh, dates coming up here soon. Again, awesome. And if someone wants to get a hold of you, contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, the best way um, there's a contact form on our website on stagesindoorcycling.com. Um, that's most likely the best just because it's manned by numerous people um, rather than simply coming to to my email. But you can always email admin 
at stagesindoorcycling.com or support at stagesindoorcycling.com. Or you can send me an email. Or you or Facebook is always another great one. It all works. Well, awesome. Cameron Shinati, Stages Indoor Cycling, and so much fun. And I'll uh, look forward to see what or hear from you on those things that we can't talk about, uh, hopefully in the near future. More surprises, always. All right, Cameron, thank you. Thanks, John. 